Hey, hey. Um, these next two podcasts are going to come as a pair. So I'm going to be talking about jealousy and envy, the wisdom in jealousy and the wisdom in envy. So let's dive into jealousy first. Uh, I'm not sure about you, but I years ago, I would I labeled myself. I'm a jealous person. I'm always jealous. And the way that it would show up a lot, it would show up in my relationships. Bear in mind, my relationships uh, were not the best relationships. Um, a lot of them were very, very toxic. And I've done a lot of unpacking and excavating around this. And I'm going to take you through the self-mastery work that I've done in the hope that it gives you more wisdom and information for you to look at your jealousy as well. The first thing is I want to let you know is that I'm completely unjudgmental. If you're jealous, if you know, it's all okay with me. I think Jealousy gets a bad rap in our society. Oh my God, it's so bad to be jealous. Look at the jealous woman. She isn't she off her, she's off her rocker. She's crazy. And what I've learned and I continue to learn is that all these parts inside me, they're parts of my psyche. And my job is to offer them reverence, compassion, and so much love. Because when I dismiss this part of me, this jealous part of me, she runs amok. She, she feels unsafe. She feels out of control and she'll play up and it'll come out in my life in the actions that I do. So let me give you a couple of scenarios of how jealousy of played up in my life. And it was, uh, I remember this relationship very well. It was an eight year codependent, very toxic relationship. It was abusive, um, sometimes physical abuse, sometimes, uh, and a lot of the times emotional abuse. I was gaslit. Um, and I was very lost in that relationship. Um, so I always say in relationships, unless you know yourself very well, your inner child is going to be dating. <laughs> so it's something it's something to think about. Our inner child will always date the other person's inner child. So whatever unresolved issues you have with your inner child, that's what's going to come out to play in the relationship, especially after the honeymoon phase. And this is exactly what happened in this relationship. So whenever anyone looked at my uh, partner, I would get insanely jealous. I I would um, just get really defensive. I'd be like, the, the top reaction was, why, what are you looking at him for? I don't, or, or what are you looking at her? Um, I don't understand why you have to talk to her. What's, what is that? What's your problem? So I, what I would do is I would make it his problem or make it my friend's problem for talking to him. And sometimes I didn't even verbalize it. Sometimes what I would do would get very quiet and moody and sulky and uh, just kind of get very cold, kind of ice queen and just cut myself off from both him and my friend. So um, I, I did that a lot. <laughs> I did that a lot and it was ongoing. Um, and it was really interesting that as I started to unpack this, when I went to psychotherapy school, I started to look at jealousy uh, in another way. I was like, well, what is jealousy telling me? What is this? What's the wisdom in here for me? So 
I started to unpack it at a level and started to understand that, you know, everything returns always back to ourselves. So I started to look inward at myself and realize, wow, I've got a lot of insecurities around uh, close relationships. Um, when I get close to people, I open my heart, I will offer them everything. Uh, since then, I've been learning more and more and more boundaries on how I show up in relationships. Um, but I would be like, it, I was very codependent in relationships. So if you're happy, I'm happy. If I do this for you and you get something out of it, then I get something out of it. I was like a real giver, over giver. Um, so the first sort of level I noticed about myself or I became more curious is, wow, I have deep insecurities around myself. And a lot of those insecurities for, for many, many years was around how I looked. I didn't believe I looked the, the right way and my body wasn't the right way. Um, I was ugly. Um, and when I was growing up, I was bullied between the ages of five and 15. And I was always told that um, I never fitted in with the cool gang at school. And I was always on the outside. And if I had a friend at school, then she ended up being quite tall toxic and would be horrible to me um so it was like wow no one so the story I made up when I was younger was no one likes me for me what and I remember I remember being a teenager oh, just saying why doesn't anyone like me why why don't I have friends why can't I have friends so I took that into my adult relationships. And as a result of that, my attachment style in relationships was anxious. Um, so I'd become very needy, very clingy, very just kind of like, don't leave me, don't leave me. And just completely mistrusting of the other person. Um, so that was the first level of excavation. And, you know, even as I'm telling you some parts of that, it makes me feel sad and tearful because my little child, my uh, my birth name is Joe. So little Joe really believed that be, to be true, that there was something wrong with her, that she wasn't lovable and acceptable as herself. And human beings at our core, what we all want to do is we want to be loved and we want to have a sense of belonging. So that was my first sort of layer of excavation. And then as I deepened the work, as I studied in psychotherapy and I did more in a child work, um, and this took some years to get to because I didn't, I don't really remember a lot from my childhood, but then I kept excavating. Um, and I got back to, I think I was around three or was it two, two or three years old. And that was when my brother was born. I'm the eldest. And I remember it, and it felt, it, it's not like I can visual, visualize it, but I can remember seeing, I can see it, right? It's, it's like, it's, I'm not, I'm not spitting my words out, right? It, I can't quite see it, but I can remember it as a feeling that when my brother came into the world, it felt that I wasn't important anymore that I wasn't 
my mum's sole responsibility you know it was it, I was pushed off to the sideline so there was that kind of you're not important so maybe I mean who knows I was two years old maybe at two years old I made the decision up that I wasn't important that there was somebody else there to who got all the attention and that was my brother because he was a baby but again this kind of gets rooted into my system and from that it there were many other little incidences in my life where when I was feeling loved it would get taken away from me so that would come out in my parents the way that they would look after me it would come out into friendships that you know I had a good girlfriend a really good girlfriend at school her name was Sharon and we were really really good friends and then all the bullies used to pull her away from me go oh she's she's with us you know she, you can't be friends with Joe who wants to be friends with Joe and so God, this is this is deep stuff. Um, so it's like this kind of whenever I get close to someone, they get taken away from me. And then I remember my dad and my mum when they divorced, and I was 14, and my, I remember my dad packing his bag and him leaving too. And I was like, wow, you know, and at the time I was 14. But, you know, a reflection now, I'm in my 50s. I'm like, well, there's somebody else that's leaving. So, you know, when I excavate and I kind of find all these little incidences in my life, I can start looking at why I get jealous when I have an, an intimate relationship with someone. And if I'm honest with you, this doesn't just come out in... Um, like a lover sort of intimacy, it comes out in friendships too. You know, it feels like they're going to be taken away from me. If they talk to somebody else, they're not going to like me. So this journey of, of releasing the hold that jealousy has over me is ongoing. And what it requires me to do is to look and honor these incidences that have happened in my life and really offer those parts of me so much love and compassion. And what I have to do is be able to reparent my inner child, little Joe. I have to be able to give her the love, the acceptance, the belonging, the safety that she never got when she was younger. Because I can't, and this is true, like I I can't rely on anyone else to give that to me unconditionally. I have to be able to give that to myself. So as I traverse the world now with friends and with lovers, I still get triggered with a sense of jealousy. Um, I still get triggered that, oh my God, they're going to leave me. And now I have more information that I can filter through rather than my head making up stories because that's what our heads do, right? Our brains will make up stories because we're feeling something. So when I get jealous, I'm normally feeling, I go underneath, I'm feeling fear. 
okay fear so then i have to go in well why are you fearful why are you feeling fearful and i can look back at my past and go well this is why and it's no use for me to sit in my stories so the stories i used to make up about my boyfriend when my friend would talk to him would be oh he fancies her more than me she he likes her more than me he's going to leave me for them he's he's not interested in me there's something wrong with me so you can see all the stories that i made up and i spent many years staying in my stories but they don't get me anywhere they just make me feel like more crap about myself so now as I feel the feeling of jealousy one is I honor it and bow down to its fucking wisdom and go wow what are you teaching me what am I here to learn from this and what I'm here to learn is wow I'm not feeling secure right now I'm feeling unsafe right now what do I have to do to bring a sense of safety? How can, because it's my nervous system that's reacting. And my nervous system is reacting because of all the past experiences that are lodged into my body. So the way that I increase this, it's called a window of tolerance. The way that I increase this window of tolerance, the way I widen my nervous system to be able to handle these experiences is by checking back into my body, not by clocking out and living in my head, living in my stories. It's by checking back into my body and going, what do you need right now? How can we feel safe right now? And so for me, that will look like get myself out of the situation that's caused the jealousy, exit out straight away um, and just say, I need some time. Uh, I need to go and take good care of myself. And then for me, it would probably be there's some kind of movement. So walking for me is always good, walking outside in nature, some breathing work when my nervous system has calmed down. If I'm highly anxious, breath work doesn't work for me. Um, maybe writing, just kind of going, wow, I've noticed this about myself. And this is all in this kind of, I'm looking through the lens at me and the lens is very compassionate very loving very curious and it's like i'm and all the time whatever i'm feeling it's it's okay it's okay to feel this we've got this and you're okay you're safe so it's reminding myself i'm safe and so then there are many, many, many different tools to recalibrate and settle our nervous system. And so I've mentioned a couple walking, breath work, you could sit, do meditation, you might want to do something like drawing, um, sewing, something logical, cleaning the house is always good for me, because it's just kind of logical, my brain doesn't have to think about anything. And that just brings me back into a sense of calm because always with me my touchstone a point that I want to return to again and again and again is this sense of calm is this sense of in my body being embodied being here because for so many years dealing with these kind of big emotions like jealousy anger um overwhelm fear I would exit out I would numb out I would start drinking I would do a couple of lines of cocaine I would go and phone somebody up and just go and cause drama somewhere else anything but to feel the emotion now 
and it, this is what self-mastery looks like. It's honoring that emotion, not allowing that emotion to take me away with it, but to drop into it and to ask it, what is the wisdom? And how do I create safety within myself? Because ultimately, that's what you and I are here to do, to create safety within ourselves. So we become this still point in life that we can always return back to and handle whatever comes our way. Because there's no guarantee that I'm not going to feel jealous ever again you know there's no guarantee i'm not going to feel fear again uh, there's no guarantee i'm not going to encounter various obstacles and upheavals and my job is to be able to manage myself in the midst of whatever's happening because i can't control my external circumstances i can always control me Thank you for listening.